Welcome back to another market update brought to you by the team from Mikado.com.au. These updates are designed to be a short market summary to provide you with some information on what is happening in the agricultural markets with a focus on Australia. This week it will be myself, Andrew Whitelaw, talking briefly about grains and Matt Dalgleish talking about the livestock market looking at uh, sheep and cattle. So... The big talking point we found in the grain markets in the last week in Australia has really been about barley. Uh, you know, I must have fielded you know a dozen calls from producers and consumers all about what's happening with the barley price, and we've seen it just basically you know plummeting in the last couple of weeks. It wasn't quite as big a fall last week as previous weeks, uh, but we are finding that even though the market is falling, the number of bids out there uh, seem to be declining. So. You know the actual uh, the large scale traders or exporters are not looking to pick up any uh, barley because there's a bit of a risk there with the Chinese anti dumping probe. Uh, I'll a bit more on that in a minute. And the consumers are really buying hand to mouth. They've got what they need, so they're not really in a rush to go out and buy too much more, especially when they see that the market has been sliding. So speaking to a few brokers, they've been saying that they have been struggling to get uh, bids out of consumers. Uh, and when it comes to trade, this uh, anti-dumping probe is really a big concern and uh, they were due to um, conclude their investigation this month but it, and that's basically the WTO rules say that they must uh, release their uh, results of their investigation within a year. Uh, there may be the possibility and it's speculated quite widely that uh, China will ask for a six-month extension. So really... The uncertainty around the barley trade into China, along with, you know, speculation and, uh, you know, modelling that shows that Chinese feed demand will be down because of African swine fever, has really got uh, exporters a bit uh, concerned about what they do and uh, not wanting to take the risk on on buying big chunks of barley uh, at the present time. One of the things that we looked at this week on Mercado.com.au was... Um, after a query from one of our uh, uh, premium subscribers, uh, they were looking at some physical prices that they've been offered by uh, by grain traders for 2020-21 harvest, so next harvest. And uh, we did a bit of a look at it, and uh, when you look at it, the prices uh, they're not terrible. In a in a flat price, they both offer you know above $300 a ton. Uh, but when we look at the actual basis between that December contract and the actual, uh, you know, Chicago contract for the same time, uh, they are probably under where the average uh, basis would be. So it really comes down to to risk profiles uh, on whether you think those prices are, are good and whether you should take them. I recommend you have a, have a look on uh, mccarroll.com.au at the article if you are thinking about uh, forward contracting some wheat. Uh, but basically, the way it looks is that uh, you know you are potentially buying you know below average, uh, selling below average basis, uh, and uh, going on the law of averages, you most likely would get a better price if you were to uh, take out a futures contract and leave the basis hanging. Uh, clearly, that will be dependent on the season. If we have a massive season next year, basis will be smashed. Uh, if we have another drought next year, basis will be high. So. It's all down to uh, strategy and risk profile. If uh, if any of you guys want to have a chat about that uh, and uh, how to manage that risk, uh, you can always get in contact with us. Um, I'm going to just uh, pass you off now to Matt, who is going to cover off on livestock. 
Thanks for that, Andrew. Uh, this week in cattle markets, we took a bit of a look at the uh, numbers for the herd around the country, cattle herd around the country, and changes we've seen um, over the most recent period up to um, June of 2018, uh, reported by ABS. We um, could see that some significant changes across the states when you're comparing the states, certainly um, an increase in Queensland around 8% in terms of their herd. Uh, but New South Wales uh, significantly impacted by the current drought and seeing a decline of around 10% uh, for the New South Wales herd. So a big change there in terms of uh, the distribution of the herd. Uh, Victoria had a good increase in a percentage term. It was up around 5% and the season in Victoria has been not too bad across uh, good parts of the country here uh, in the cattle regions. But um, Given the overall size of the Victorian herd, you're really only talking about 150,000 head extra um, in Victoria, so not huge numbers. The the most of the the bulk of the Australian herd still obviously in Queensland, over 40% of the cattle there. And when you do a bit of a breakdown, looking at some of the recent rain we've seen, which has been really good for um, cattle prices this week. Um, unfortunately, though, uh, for, for within Queensland, the rainfall we saw uh, this week. Uh, really was um, outside of the key area for cattle in Queensland, which is the Fitzroy um, region. Didn't get much rain at all, um, so they're still looking out and hoping that we start to see a break um, and uh, beginning of that northern monsoon season to really get um, some cattle price movement is what we're looking for. Unfortunately, the Bureau of Meteorology have just um, released yesterday their forecast for rainfall uh, for the next um, three three months, and they've got some really good um, uh, charts you can look at on there looking at just to the uh, shorter term um, unfortunately there doesn't seem to be much in the way of rainfall follow up for um, for Queensland and New South Wales into the next uh, two to three weeks which is really what we need uh, to continue to see cattle prices um, st- uh, increasing uh, over the short term um, so that's really the the thing that's holding things back and uh, like I said unfortunately the Bureau uh, doesn't seem to be painting a great picture for November uh, it does look like as we head into December and January that the season might start to return to a bit more normal in terms of rainfall and certainly the um, in the northern areas there that get that monsoon falls that's uh, really what we're looking for next to get the next driver in um, in cattle prices uh, upwards for uh, for Australia. Uh, if we turn across to some of the analysis we looked at this week on sheep and we went across the ditch to New Zealand just to see the situation for the sheep flock over there, we, we tend to look at that to see uh, obviously New Zealand are one of our key competitors in terms of our export markets and the way the export markets are booming both for beef and for sheep meat um, given the ASF crisis in China. It's an important thing to keep an eye on what New Zealand are doing with their flock because um, between Australia and New Zealand we supply about 70% of um, the world's a sheep meat product. Uh, so if New Zealand are continuing, have been declining over the last few years and the stats again are released by um, Beef and Lamb New Zealand uh, showing that um, first time since uh, 2015, I think it is, that uh, that we've seen an increase to the uh, the flock there in New Zealand. Uh, when you look at the broader numbers, total sheep in New Zealand are up 0.3%. Uh, forecast about 0.3% for the 2019 season, so from 27.3 million head to 27.39. So only a small increase, uh, but it's an increase and it's the first time we've seen it uh, for a while. But when you um, break down the numbers into different categories, what's important there is that uh, for breeding ewes within New Zealand, they're still in decline and, and for the 2019 season, they're expected to drop 1.1%. 
uh, and that's going to flow through as well to their availability of their lamb crop. So the lamb crop for 2019 is looking at falling 2.4% uh, down fr- from the previous year. So pretty much what we've been seeing in New Zealand, the, the thing that's driving that increase in the overall sheep flock is there has been a 3.4% increase in the number of hoggets. Um, so that's what's under, underpinning the increase. But um, from a perspective of the breeding flock and, and obviously their lamb crop that's available for export, um, those numbers are still in decline. So there's not uh, on the horizon for the next year or so, it doesn't look like New Zealand are going to come back in any real competitive way to try and um, take back market share from Australia and those export markets that are important to us for our sheep meat. Um, within the New Zealand space, uh, what's really underlying that move away from sheep is, is they're still looking at increasing both dairy and beef and indeed the beef cattle numbers for the 2019 year um, forecast to increase by 2.6%. So the battle for acres over in New Zealand is still being won by um, the beef herd. Um, that's it for me this week, Andrew, and I'll uh, pass back to you. Have a good one. Cheers. Thanks for that, Matt. If you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, we really appreciate it if you can share it with your friends and family. Uh, put it on your social media platforms leave us a review or a rating on wherever you listen to this podcast whether it be iTunes or Spotify or wherever else that would be fantastic, we really appreciate that Uh, have a safe weekend and I hope it all goes well bye bye